Welcome to the Spirituality of Strength Training with your host, Anna Willard. This podcast is dedicated to bring you knowledge, wisdom, inspiration, and guidance to wherever you may be on your health journey. For those who are new to me, I am a kettlebell strength coach, a movement nerd ninja, and an empowerment coach on a mission to bring you hope through our health. The root word of health comes from wholeness. The root word of wholeness comes from holy. Despite our differences with religion and spiritual beliefs, we are all human beings with a body that is designed to reflect this holiness through our health. It wasn't until my seventh year as a health profession where I went into a deep awakening of understanding what does it mean to train my spirit and to heal my spirit through the physical. You will hear a little bit more about my story from other health professionals, from strength coaches, psychiatrists, spiritual gurus and leaders, to other people who talk about the importance of our health as a community body and the health of our planet as well. This podcast is to allow us to step into our whole health, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Thank you for being here. If you love what you hear, I encourage you to subscribe. If you want more inspiration and quotes from these podcasts, I encourage you to follow me on Instagram at Anna underscore Willard underscore. I encourage you to do a little bit of a movement, either yoga flow, go for a walk, sit in nature as you enjoy this episode. Hey, Strong Ones, thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I have a very special guest today. Her name is Maggie Jones, and she is a SFG. For those who don't know what that is, that's Strong First Gyra. Gyra is the Russian term for kettlebell guru, um, mover with that. Um, But Maggie has been a student of mine, and I just wanted to bring her onto the show and have her story be told from her perspective. So Maggie Jones, welcome to the show. Hi. Yeah. It's happening. This it's is happening. <laughs> yes. And we're going to just start with how you were introduced to kettlebells, not necessarily Strong First. Um, again, for those who aren't familiar with Strong First, Strong First is the certification to get your SFG. But how are you introduced to kettlebells? that was not related to Strong First, or was it related to Strong First was your first intro? So um, kind of a little bit of both. I um, was training at a gym and we would do barbell and um, body weight and kettlebells. And I thought I knew some, um, and I really, really wanted to teach at that gym. My background is in like spinning and Pilates, And I thought I might as well try to teach at this gym. And so I approached the coach and he said, if you do teach here, I want you to take something longer than an eight hour certification. So I asked him about what I could, what I could do. And he suggested Dragon Door. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at Dragon Door, it led towards Strong First. Uh 
and I went to the certification in December, knowing what I knew from the gym, which honestly was not a lot. Thus <laughs> <laughs> so, um, began my journey in 2017 in December. So yeah, and that's how yeah. we met. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's how we met. Not even a year. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah, and this will be live probably in December, but we're recording it um, right now in October. But yeah, um, this is this is our journey together. And right. can you just share with the listener how overwhelming Strong First was for you? Maybe the first day oh or gosh. like maybe like the first <laughs> like five minutes of it? Yeah, so Turkish get up. But I'm going to go with that because I've, I say now it is my jam and it truly is. Um, I think working with you, Anna, like, I love the focus that you give to the Turkish get up Mm -hmm. and just owning each of the steps and how empowering yet humbling it is at the same time. Um, But so on the first day of the cert, we did swings and swings were okay. Um, think swings I've, I've gotten pretty intuitively uh, but the Turkish get up it was not a good Turkish get up so um, at the end of the day on day one I was doing and not even at my snatch test weight it was probably like a 12 kilo kettlebell and I remember I was standing and I fell to the side so um, I remember you and Anne were there trying to make sure I was okay and you talked about not doing any more weight for the rest of the day but I got teary-eyed but I kept going and um I thought in the back of my mind I maybe shouldn't come back tomorrow but (laughs) but I did and I'm so glad I did because like now 10 months later I finally have it I I have that cert um yeah yeah, that setup has been powerful and I love it. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's been a great journey because of that. So awesome. Yeah. Let's, um, for those who don't know what strong first is, I'm just going to give a little bit of informational on it. And then we can talk a little bit more about your journey with training for this strong first is the gold standard for any kettlebell certification. So certification that I've started with in 2013 and the certifications, it's three days of really dialing in the skill and the strength to own these movements with the kettlebell. The weights are always in kilos. So if you want to know the pounds, just times it by 2.2 to understand it in the pound um, weight system. What it is, the strong first, the three days incorporates learning how to do a proper squat, a proper Turkish getup, a proper hinge, deadlift, swing, um, a proper clean, a proper cl- um, clean. I just said clean. And then the press. snatch. Did I miss anything else? The press. Oh, the press. That's what I was going at. And then the press. So women have to do this all depending on your weight, but most of it is at a 16 kilos. So it's about 35 pounds. Men have to do it at 24 kilos. That's about 53 pounds. Um, So can you explain um, or just share your story of when you walked in and maybe the surprise of the expectations with the certification letter, what was like your, your thoughts coming into it? Was it just kind of like a learn and grow type of weekend? Um, Because it seems like the gym 
that you're at and nothing against the gym. Um, they just didn't really properly give you the information that you needed to prepare for where you're at for that certification. Well, yeah. And, um, he, my trainer, he, his background is not at all on kettlebells. Right. So, um, but he got you to the right spot. Yes. Yeah. And I think I've inspired him to actually go the strong first way too. I hope. <laughs> so, um, I told him I can help him prepare for his snatch test. There you go. Anywho, so, um, the one thing I loved about the gym, he's always been super warm, making sure that structurally we are integral, you know, and I saw a lot of that in Strong First, like the first day, uh, okay. you know, mobility has to be on point, um, lots of careful attention to, to proper loading, mm -hmm. and then not putting yourself in a place where you would be unsafe. Right. You know, safety and performance go hand in hand. And so all that really, really spoke to me about how good Strong First is. Um, and <laughs> the first time I went through it in December, mm -hmm. I actually dreamed about kettlebells for about two weeks. <laughs> so like before? I, no, after. Oh, like, after. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just so much information that my brain had to yeah. process yeah. that, um, but yeah, if you, even if you're just a kettlebell enthusiast, I so recommend going to through a weekender because mm -hmm. they are so valuable, all the information you learn and even on your daily practice, but you know, it's just, it's just a really good, good place to, to, to yeah. make sure everything is where it's supposed to be. So Maggie trained with me to get, um, her level one certification. Um, can you talk a little bit more about your first experience in comparison to your second experience? So Maggie wasn't able to pass her first time, which is very typical for attendees. And that's, you get a little grace period. And then um, Maggie also attended a, another certification and was able to pass and with flying covers, she was like the rock star of this cert. Um, so I was super proud of as a coach. Um, but can you talk uh, about kind of like your journey of how it was ending the certification your first time, the middle point um, of training for it and researching, and then the just this past certification in September? Yes, absolutely. So um, in December, well, in any cert, there's seven things that you have to pass. Well, really eight, but like hard skills that you have to pass. So you have to test on your six basics, the, the swing, press, squat, clean, and get up. And then you have to pass the five-minute test. Um, hundred snatches mm -hmm. and um and also of course they see how you're coaching and teaching and all that kind of stuff so um but the seven hard skill tests those um you have to pass is it three of them yeah I think you get um if I'm remembering correctly you get three three graces so that means if you've been at pass your snatch test you can do that send in a video and then if you didn't pass like two skills or if you mm -hmm. didn't pass three skills you have a certain time frame after the certification to work on it send in a video to a master trainer and then um you have like i think it's three months 
um, to do that, yeah. but it's three grace um, movements or um, snatch test with including that, um, that strong first gives. I believe I'm saying that correctly. I'm not 100% yeah. sure. And so I thought I had qualified to submit a video and um, I started working with Anna in January, right? Mm -hmm. And so we, like in 10 weeks, we got through everything yeah. to be ready for the snatch test. So I, I was doing the snatch test by March 10th. So I submitted my video <laughs> only to find out that I didn't qualify to do it in the first place. So I, I, I was crying and I called Anna crying. Oh, and that's not the only thing that happened. Come to think of it. Mm -hmm. We actually, <laughs> so I had recorded my snatch test like at two in the afternoon. Right. And then I, my phone was running out of room. So I erased everything on it, figured it was safe on the cloud. Right. And so I home to try to upload it through YouTube and it was gone. So <laughs> I'm like, I have to do that whole snatch test again. And so we re-recorded it in my living room. My husband was there and, oh, it was crazy. So you did anyways, it the same yeah. day, right? You did the snatch yes. test twice in one day. Yes. 200 snatches. Never <laughs> will do that again. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe with a lighter weight, but <laughs> Oh, I about died. So I remember being nauseous for like a whole week after. It was just, you know, so much effort that day, mm -hmm. plus the tension and the nerves of submitting the video. So yeah, it was, it was a fun adventure. So then, um, yeah, I sent the video to my team leader and she said, but you didn't qualify to send it in the first place. So um, the chief actually sent me a note and said, I think you should research and you'll really benefit from that. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of tiptoeing with the idea for a little bit. Um, I don't know. It was a long, it's a great effort. And so um, after being told no, I was, I don't know, not in a good place, but it lasted maybe like two or three days. So can um, we pause there yeah. and just talk mm -hmm. a little bit more? Cause I know there's so many people who will go through a certification and they don't pass and they didn't like, go through their expectations of the certification. And when I did it at the time, they had a written exam and just from my dyslexia self, I didn't pass the written exam. So I know that feeling of not passing when you thought you would Let's go. Can you just share a little bit more of your emotions and just that mental state to where you're at during that time when you heard those words? No. Yeah. So I probably didn't pick up a kettlebell for about two weeks. Yeah. After that, um, I, my nutrition just went like out the door. Um, I don't know. It was, it was really disheartening. Mm -hmm. So, um, I remember talking on the phone with you, like before submitting the video and then after and just crying. Um, I mean, you know, you go through the motions, yeah. through this whole thing. So, um, but what happened that made me like, want to get back to it? I don't know. I think I saw that the cert was available in Seattle mm -hmm. and that I could come see you. Yeah. And I think maybe, maybe that's what helped like knowing that I would be in a safe mm. environment, you know? Right. So, um, but, um, I was also teaching at the time 
kettlebells and um, my students. I think I only had like really two good regulars, Jim and Lindsay. And I think if it weren't for them, I probably wouldn't be doing kettlebells today. Yeah. So um, for what it's worth, thank you, Jim and Lindsay. Yeah, shout out to them. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yes. Um, I'll make sure they listen to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they, um, they, they helped me like, just be, want to be better so that I could help them. Like Jim did so many, so much work on his mobility. And from when we started doing the Turkish getup in January, by the end of the school year in May, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. He could do bottoms up getups, <laughs> like three of them in a row. I know I can't even do them. Um, <laughs> that and- shows what a good coach you are now. Because most, my goal as a coach is to have my people who I coach outperform me because that's my goal is right. to get them to a place. And I always think of like the coaches who coach in the Olympics, they're coaching their athletes to a place that they can't even do physically, but they know how to get them there. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, shout out to you for getting Aww. to a place of what they can do that even succeeds um, or succeeds your, your own capabilities. Thank you. Yes. And it's, you know, I, at the end of the day, I just love seeing what they can do. Right. Um, Lindsay is a triathlete and she, by number, she qualified for the Boston Marathon. Oh, awesome. But uh, they changed something in the requirements. So she, she was off by 30 seconds, but I know she will get it because she sets her mind to it and she'll do it. The other day, she um, when she first started doing kettlebells, she would complain with like a ten kilo. Yeah. She was doing this and get-ups with a thirty-five pound with like sixteen kilo. So, you know, it's just really neat to see them achieve all these wonderful things, and mm-hmm. with just minor tweaks, like yeah, bend your elbow more or drop your hips more, just just tiny things that I've learned at both certs now. So yeah. Yeah. Now, how was it? Um, were you, what were your emotions going into the second cert and compared to the first certification with all the knowledge that you have done or gained from the first one and all the training, how do those two compare and what did you, what was the biggest takeaway from the second certification besides the fact that you passed? So felt more confident going in for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I knew what to expect. Like I knew what, what the day would flow like. Um, we didn't have any Iron Maidens or attempt or Beast Tamers attempt, yeah. which was kind of disappointing. And I don't know if you've talked about it on your podcast yet about the no, Iron not yet. Challenge. No, not yet. Okay. Yeah, so, I'll save it later. <laughs> this is about you. <laughs> Did I lose you? Oh, no. So we're having a little technical difficulty. We just lost connection. Um, I'll explain what the Iron Maiden and Beast Tamer are. Iron Maiden is doing a pistol squat. So it's a single leg squat with the 24 kilos, so 53 pounds. A pull up with it. So the kettlebell is strapped around your waist with a belt and then a press with the um, 
same weight, the 24 kilo. Men do it with, I believe, the um, 48 kilo of shirt. So that's what she was referring to. To get that, you attend one of the Strong First certifications. It doesn't have to be your level one. It can be level two. It can be the body or body weight cert. I don't know if the, I'm guessing you can do it body weight cert. Um, barbell cert. I know Ann Ken Stevens did it, I believe, at her, the barbell certification. That was our team leader who led us during the time Maggie was at her strong first. So I was just kind of like as a assistant coach during that time. Hey listeners, sorry about the interruption. Uh, we had a little technical difficulties. So unfortunately, Maggie wasn't able to get back on video. So those who are watching, um, you just see me instead of Maggie. Um, but the, we were able to get audio back, which is the important part. And so Maggie, welcome back. I believe we were talking about the concept, or not the concept, but your emotions and what was going on through your head when you started your second SFG certification. Yes. Thank you. So, um, boy, emotions. Yeah. I think the biggest one was definitely fear. Just mm -hmm. fear of failing the second time around. I, mm -hmm. I didn't know that I could handle it. Um, and so for the last four or five weeks leading up to the cert, I trained my snatches like crazy and my get-ups. Those were the two things that were still kind of uh, not perfect. The swings were okay. Presses and squats have never really been a problem. Um, right. But the snatch test was just awful. And one of the problems we had had where I live in Wyoming, we had been surrounded by fires for probably since July. And so the air quality wasn't great. Um, I've had some health issues that I don't know if you want to talk about them today in the podcast. I hope but, you can um, if you're willing to go there. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Okay. And part of my, part of my strength journey. So, um, and so my, my lungs tend to be not, it's not very easy to do the snatch test. Right. So, um, so I was super nervous and training with like 20 kilogram snatches and going for time or for volume in a set amount of time. So um, when I went there, probably the day before getting to Seattle, I got to thinking, I'm like, you guys are at sea level. This is going to be great. <laughs> so that was like the last boost of confidence that I needed. Mm. And when, when we got there, and really just in contrast with what had happened in December, I didn't get as much attention. Or if I did, it was usually really encouraging. Not that it ever was unencouraging. Everyone's always so kind at the mm -hmm. certs and mm -hmm. really really great coaches that help you get there and be the best that you can. But um, this time around, it helped me because I would do something and it'd be like, that was great. There's nothing to correct. So, so just going through that the whole weekend, by the time we got to the snatch test, it, it, it wasn't a breeze, but it felt a lot easier mm -hmm. than it did even during training. And and it's done. I am like, I'm super ecstatic about it. I just <laughs> yeah. love it. So yes, <laughs> I now, still can't believe it. 
Um, you mentioned this concept of like, I don't know if I could handle failure again. And I think that holds us back from a lot of things of, can I handle feeling again? At what, besides the physical elements of training, like at sea level, coming to Seattle, um, seeing me, what were some of the other things mentally that you kind of had to walk yourself through to say, it's okay, even if I fail again to show up? Um, well, really, the journey has been impressive. So when I was in, and this is like a funny story. Okay. When I was in high school, especially high school, I, and it was time for PE, I would always fake some sort of disease. Um, I mean, and things ranging <laughs> from my period to, I hurt my shin doing something. And so I would always try to skip out from PE. And thinking of Maggie then and Maggie now, Maggie, mm -hmm. this Maggie never thought that I would be a fitness instructor to anyone. And so that's been really meaningful in my life. Mm -hmm. Just to know that even if I don't, if, if I didn't have the title of FSG, SFG, sorry, I would at least contribute and help people in their lives with movement. So um, that was one thing that helped me get through the potential failure, you know, knowing that it was still better than none at all. Right. Um, and then like my husband's been super supportive of it. I know, like I usually try to train at times when he's either asleep or other things. And I keep hoping in the back of my mind that he'll join me someday yeah. in my training. So um, that was another motivator. Um, and I'm, Lately, I recently I read something about defining your goals based on your fears. Mm, that's so good. So, and then it helps have like a better action plan of how to, you know, what's it Mark Twain that said, like most of the fears we have don't even happen. And I'm yeah. obviously terribly paraphrasing, but so just just having those things in mind, yeah, help me get through it and. Yeah. And I believe um, it was during our conversation after, right before um, the certification, where we were talking um, around this concept of fear of like, what if you don't make it? And realizing that you already did, like you already passed the snatch test, even though technically Strong First didn't pass you. You had everything already living within you to have that title. It was just a matter of the timing of it and the logistics of it. But realizing that you already have that living within you, I remember mm -hmm. that conversation. How did that conversation help you? It helped me a lot because really, again, it's been quite the journey. Just from December to September, like 10 quick months mm -hmm. and just all the skills that I have gained and even if, you know, we, we talked about peaks too and, and coming down just a notch and then starting over. I think every time we start over, we don't start where we started the last time. Right. We start a little bit further forward. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, it's, it's been amazing. Yeah. Cool. How has, um, if you're willing to share and this platform 
how has training with the kettlebells, not necessarily getting your SFG, but how has that helped you on the spiritual side of your life? Wow. <laughs> I know. You didn't yeah. go there, did you? <laughs> no, yeah. Um, so one thing I have loved, and so um, like I said earlier, I'm a spinning instructor, Mm-hmm. And spinning kind of led me into triathlon training uh-huh. and um, I've completed three triathlons, awesome. not, not like even half Ironmans, just sprint hey. and Olympic, but hey, I've you done completed it. triathlons, right? That's yes. Probably the same amount that I used to train for in college. So, hey, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, and the training for triathlon is intense, like, right maybe minimum of three hours a day to five hours a day and six days a week if you can fit it in your schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I, between that and teaching and then my full-time job, it, I had like no life. I was always stressed. I was always cranky and just really unhappy. Um, then I started training at this gym and cutting back on my training time. And actually that happened because I got an injury on my ankle and then I had a stress fracture in one of my feet. So I was out for about half the training season for triathlon. So I decided not to do it that year. That was 2017. And um, when I started training with you and you gave me these workouts that lasted 20 minutes or 30 minutes. I'm like, what, how is this supposed to get me stronger? I'm spending considerably less time doing stuff. And the amazing thing was that it worked. I didn't have to spend my life at the gym. I had time to do other things. I had time to meditate, something that I've been wanting to do for the longest time. Yeah. Um, I even took up journaling. Um, and I, since then, it's been all about simplification. Like my, <laughs> in the summer, I did an inventory of the spices that I had in my pantry. I came up with 195 unique unique spices, seasoning, blends, salts, herbs, you name it. And really that can't be healthy. I just, I just can't have so much and, you know, be on a good level with my spirituality. So um, just like with kettlebells, kettlebells has gotten me in a path of simplification and, and just enjoying the simple things in life and being more mindful of of the moments because they are quick and short, but we need to enjoy them. So, so yeah, that's how kettlebells have changed my life. Cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, what is your biggest advice that you can give anyone who may be contemplating about training for SFG or just training with a kettlebell? I know the kettlebell can be like super intimidating for most people and I know if even for my own story of how I got involved with kettlebells, I was still very hesitant to get involved. I think it took me like three or four different introductions. And then I'm like, okay, I'll try this out. What advice do you have for people who are wanting to start training with the kettlebell, but are maybe intimidated or may think only like extreme people can do that or extreme athletes or people who are like extremely fit to do kettlebells? 
well, to start with, I'm not extremely fit. So <laughs> um, it's funny. I was talking to someone and they're like, if you can do that many snatches in five minutes, you are fit. But again, I'm the girl who would skip out on PE just because I hated it. <laughs> and so, um, but I'll tell you my backstory now. Um, the reason why I started getting into uh, becoming a coach back in 2009, um, I had blood clots in my lungs. Mm-hmm. And this was secondary to lupus and a really untreated lupus that had just spiraled out of control. And so um, my kidneys weren't healthy. Obviously, I wasn't healthy. And so um, dying at the age of 27 wasn't my idea of a good life. And so I, I started exercising just because I thought I need to keep moving if I'm going to live 292 or 104. I haven't yeah, decided which one time. I want yeah. yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and granted, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily a fast learner, but, but I do believe that my life is that much better because I, I decided to take that first step and, um, and attend a fitness class more regularly and, and then eventually decide to become a fitness instructor just because I love it. And maybe my motives were selfish at first mm-hmm. that I wanted to learn how to improve my form. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love, I love helping others. So um, if you ever come to class with me, I, I will be there by your side, making sure that you're not getting hurt and making sure that you can, um, I do like to challenge you, <laughs> but I, I will make sure that you're doing what you're capable of doing in a safe way yeah. so that you can aspire to be 92 or 104 or however old you want to be and still move in the way that you do when you're in your 20s. Yeah, so. that's great. Um, I just had a question and it escaped my mind. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I don't know where it went. Shoot. Was it about coaching, about the lupus? I don't know. Um, loop, uh, I don't remember exactly. Um, I'll just ask a different question and hopefully it will come back to me. Okay. Um, let's see here. What other questions do I have for you? Mm. Oh, um, it was more on the aspect of self-care and we can't teach others um, what we don't know um, and what we can't do for ourselves. I know earlier in the show, I mentioned like as a coach, we want to coach people to get past or outshine us. I'm not outshine, but, um, be able to outperform us almost. Um, but we still can't do that if we don't know the fundamental basics of it. Cause then, you know, I meant you mentioned in your story of how you may felt like you may be a little selfish with taking on these roles for yourself, but I'm a true believer if like we don't 
integrate this into our own practice, we can't necessarily teach that. Um, so I just wanted to honor you in that aspect of sometimes selfish is good when we know that we're doing it with the motive of serving others. Um, so I just wanted to, that's what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, now with your level one certification done, what has motivated you? Cause I know you, um, Megan and I are still working together for her level two. What has motivated you to keep going? Cause I know a lot of people, they'll get their level one, kind of be done with it. I know I was not necessarily done, but I didn't get my level. I got my level one in 2013 and then it took me until 2017 to get my level two. Um, just different life events and everything, but what has motivated you to keep this journey, stay on this journey of kettlebells and even with strong first and progress your knowledge with the kettlebell? Hmm. That is a really good question. And mm -hmm. I will tell you most of the time I'm really impulsive and I just get this idea in my mind and I go do it because it sounds fun. Right. <laughs> so, um, but I love it. I, I have this goal to become a strong first elite someday. Yeah. So um, I am currently 35. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to do it by the time I'm 40. Yeah. Um, and so I had this plan, like I was going to do body weight and then barbell, but I'm, I don't know. I, that might change <laughs> that where I might do body weight last. Yeah. But I'm thinking, a handstand push-up right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh I really I really love strong first and like I said with with this whole approach of less is more mm -hmm. I just I just want more of that mm, I love how you just that said that <laughs> <laughs> less is more and I want more of that <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah so so I, I love it. And I, I think it can change lives. I know because it's changed mine. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I just want to learn more about it. Yeah. I think Pavel really has done a wonderful thing. And, and everyone that he's trained that I've met, he's, I haven't met him yet, but I, I hope to someday because he's just amazing. So well, cool. Um, I'm a little distracted because um, the people who live above me are vacuuming and usually they're quiet <laughs> during this. Time, so I'm hoping that you don't hear the vacuum cleaner during our interview. <laughs> we just have all, all sorts of things happening during our time together. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, why kettlebells over all the other fitness stuff that you have done? I mean, you've done cycling, you've done Pilates. What other stuff have you? I mean, you did triathlons. Um, why kettlebells over all those things? Not saying that they're bad. I mean, I've done Pilates. I've done triathlons. Um, I used to be a spin cyclist or spin instructor as well. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, I know. We have that in common. <laughs> yeah. Why kettlebells over all those? And why do you feel like that's more sustainable maybe for you? Um, for one, I feel like you get a really good bang for your buck in a short amount mm -hmm. of time with kettlebells. Um, I recently opened a business on the side too. Um, and and I, she's a busy lady. I'm still working 
right? I'm working with my husband's company still. So two full-time jobs, right. plus kettlebells. Uh-huh. But, um, but I just love it that you really get a good bang for your buck without having to invest so many hours. Right. Um, I love how strong I feel when I'm done with my workout. Mm-hmm. With triathlon, heck, even swimming. And I've swam my whole life. Right. I would feel so exhausted at the end. And with kettlebells, I, I can feel, keep going, you know? Um, so I think those two things make them really good for me. Mm-hmm. And I like that they're relatively more portable than say a bike. Yeah. Uh, you can't swim everywhere. Right. <laughs> <I've tried. laughs> you know, and, um, and I'm not like a fan of running or things like that. I feel like it can tune out better when I'm doing kettlebell swings and just getting that feedback from the kettlebell. Mm. Is my arm straight enough? Mm-hmm. Are my shoulders packed? Like just, just thinking of those things, I can really connect with what my body needs and my body wants and, and just keep swinging. <laughs> yeah. Let's dive into that. Cause that's one of the things I love as a coach is coaching clients to understand that language of that feedback from the kettlebell. So I'm super excited that you brought that up, but how has that enhanced your relationship with yourself? Um, for instance, today I have not trained. Mm-hmm. My... Neither have I, so we're both good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so back in the day, I would train with an injury and the kettlebell has taught me that no, maybe sometime if you're injured, you just need to take a little time off just to get back on the horse and, and be better the next day. Um, another thing, sometimes the weight just doesn't feel right. Mm. I said earlier, squats and presses are really not usually a problem for me. Mm-hmm. There are days when I've tried to like PR myself and it just didn't work out. So yeah. set the kettlebell down, go grab a lighter one and complete the reps, you know? So um, just knowing what your abilities are and what your body is, is ready to do. So without really trashing your body, like Mm -hmm. honoring your body the whole time. Yeah. So I love what you just said about how the bell helps you honor your body. Has the bell and training with the kettlebells, I mean, you only, you haven't even trained with them fully for a full year, have you? Or were you training before Denver? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So the the Denver story, um, I talked to Danny in August. Right. And I saw the Denver cert and it was pretty close to where we live. So I thought, uh-huh. let's sign up for that one. And I put my name in on the wait list. Right. August. At the beginning of November, I get an email that says, we have a spot that opened up. Are you interested? I asked my husband, what do you think? Should we go to Denver? He's like, sure. So yeah, four weeks before I... I didn't even know what the test was going to be like. So yeah. So I've only been training for 11 months now. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So my question for you is, um, and we'll get close to wrapping it up, but 
what or how has training with, because you mentioned the kettlebell has really helped you honor your body. How has this practice of honoring your body kind of have this effect outside of your training practice in your everyday life? Um, I am more mindful. So I used to hate taking baths. Now it doesn't matter if it's like a Thursday morning, I need one. I need it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I was also not one person to nap ever, but now if I need a nap, I will take it. Mm -hmm. Um, then nutrition has always been so difficult for me. I love food, but (laughs) just knowing that like, maybe this hamburger is not in line with my goals at this point. Mm -hmm. And I have this thing to train for. So maybe a bowl of watermelon sounds better and way it does sound better right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so um, just, just keeping that, that mindfulness throughout that everything is connected and everything we do has a consequence as minor as it may seem, mm-hmm. but, but it'll, it'll take us to the places where we want to be or deviate us from where we want to be mm-hmm. in the end. So mm-hmm. Great. Thank you for that. Um, how do I want to end this? I could talk to you all day about kettlebells. <laughs> Maybe we should do a part two. Yeah, there you go. Um, and I think I asked this, but I don't know if you fully, um, we ever really got there because I kind of asked questions in a handful. But what was the biggest aha moment for you in your level, your first level one, and what was the biggest aha moment in your second level one? And what I mean by that, for those who are listening, um, her time in Denver versus her time in Seattle at the SFG level one. Biggest aha moment. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So I don't think the biggest aha moment happened in December. Oh, okay. Um, it just happened during the practice. Mm. Like I remember it was month two of the training yeah. and um, we had just started doing snatches, 15 seconds on one arm, 15 seconds on the other, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was 15 seconds on, 15 seconds off. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Something protocols. Like yep. Mm-hmm. And I thought this is not even close to the five, like the 105 minutes. Right. And the kettlebell was over my head and I'm like, what if I drop this? If I drop this on my head, what's going to happen? So um, (laughs) that's when I realized like this training is good, (laughs) you know, because obviously it's challenging me to do more than what my brain is allowing me to do. You kind of broke up a little bit there. What was that that you said about your brain? like my brain was telling me no before I, I even attempted it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so that was a good aha moment for me that mm-hmm. I have, we all have some version of a mean girl in our mind telling <laughs> us, no, you can't do this. Right. And so, yeah, for me, that was, that was one. Um, and then in Seattle, I had gone in thinking, oh, my hinge is too high, or no, I can't grip very well. 
Um, and I had a really good um, assistant in our team, William, shout out to William. Yeah. And he was always super like, no frills, no BS, just it is what it is. But he was so kind in everything he coached. And so, um, which I, I don't know, I, I kind of got, that's the vibe in the Seattle area. in mm-hmm. Tacoma. So, um, but he really, he helped me acknowledge that that mean girl was still there and mm. just had to talk to her and ignore her. <laughs> so, because, love, go ahead. Well, like I know this stuff. I've trained with the get up. Right. I've trained with the snatches. So, but yeah, he, he really helped me to just be confident. Yeah. Well, great. Well, we'll give a big shout out to, um, well down at BFIT in Tacoma. They have a great facility down there. Um, so yeah, we'll make sure they're in the show notes as long as, um, with others, some people that are along with the strong first community here in Seattle. Um, I love how you brought up the mean girl in how kettlebells kind of helped you quiet her a little bit more and build that (laughs) confidence within you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I'm sure we all struggle with her. Oh, we all do. Uh, Right. (laughs) Boys and girls alike. Yeah. (laughs) We all do. Yeah. So, um, I remember reading a quote somewhere. It was like, if you had people talk to you that way, Mm -hmm. you probably, they probably wouldn't be your friends. So why do you talk yourself like that? Uh So that's something I try to try to not listen to her and I'm getting better about it. Yeah, we all are. We all are. It's a daily, the day. And that's one of the things that I love about the kettlebells. It's really helped, at least for me, see the parallel synchronicity of life. Some of those things, it's a daily practice. I don't know how many times I do the get up, um, but I continue to do the get up. You can't just do it once and then master it. You continue to do it. And that's the beauty of training with this type of stuff. There's always something to learn. Um, And for me, it's been a journey of learning more about myself and my story that I carry within my body. Um, And that's my goal as a coach is to help clients understand their own power within their body. And we'll finish it up with this question, Maggie. I always tell, or my big motto is when we physically train power within our body, it has this ripple effect of power, self-empowerment throughout our mental, emotional, and spiritual self. How has training with the kettlebell, because it is such a powerful movement, most of the moves are very ballistic and very powerful, very forceful. How has that helped you build, you kind of allowed or talked a little bit about this confidence, but how has it empowered you to be Maggie Jones? Oh, wow. That is a loaded question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) How has it empowered me? Um, There's something you say quite often about standing in your power. Mm -hmm. I have learned how to do that. Um, I've also learned that not every battle is worth fighting if it's not 
going to be better on the other side you know like mm-hmm. learning to look away mm-hmm. or or to just move away when when it's not working out and that's something i think it's in the manual like don't don't compete with the kettlebell yeah if it's gonna fall let it fall type mm-hmm. feel and then get uh, out of the way <laughs> yes yeah and so and i've translated that to my life too that uh-huh. it's empowered me in relationships with other people when things are just not where they're supposed to be rather than me standing up and fighting back mm-hmm. move out of the way let it fall and you know move yep. on yeah. without without being unkind and regretting stuff later. Right. I loved your answer. I just learned something from you. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, strong ones, we're going to be wrapping it up. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share your love with the five stars and a review, share this episode, and I will be back next week. Guys have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, Strong Ones, thank you so much for tuning in. You have heard so much about my spiritual and strength journey, and we have had amazing guests on this show, and I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your ideas, topics that you may think would be good for the show, or even if you know someone who should be on the show, I would love to hear from you. The way you can contact me is a couple of ways. I'm always on social media. You can contact me through Instagram with a direct message at Anna score, Anna score, (laughs) Anna underscore Willard underscore or Facebook, Anna Willard business name, Anna Willard slash iron roll train. Third way is to simply sign up for my newsletter that I send out weekly reply to one of those and I would love to hear from you on ideas that should be on the show or concepts if you want more of the science base more of the spiritual base or if you know again someone who should be on the show please let me know I would love to hear from you and wherever you may be on your strength journey so I look forward to connecting with you other than that guys stay tuned for the next episode Blessings on your journey. I am peacing out.